Hi, and welcome to Spilling the Tea. This is Devana from Witches Tea Flint. And today we're gonna to talk about Scottish breakfast tea and our blend called the Witching Season. I wanted to do an entire series on the breakfast bunch of teas, but considering Scottish breakfast is paired with our Samhain blend, and Irish breakfast is with our Lucky Witch blend, and English breakfast is gonna happily hang out with our Yule blend, and let's not forget about the Chinese breakfast, which is actually gonna be blended with our bulk blend. It's hard to do these sequentially, so we're going to consider this a series, but it's going to be like a hodgepodge kind of series. Kind of like when a TV show does like flash forwards and flash backwards and flash sideways. I mean, if Lost got away with it, we can get away with it, right? So let's talk about Scottish breakfast tea. If you're a coffee lover who loves black coffee that's maybe mild to moderately sweetened, or if you're a fan of stout beer, you love Starbucks coffee, McDonald's coffee, both those are really dark tasting for me. Oof, not a fan. You'll definitely like this tea though. Of all of the breakfast blends, this one is the absolute strongest, which is why it was paired with our Samhain blend. It is deliciously dark, like this witching season that we're in, and it's the best way to wake up and not have dragon breath all day, or the other fun coffees side effects. The energy of a Scottish breakfast is a haggis breakfast on the stove with someone learning bagpipes at 7 a.m. in the same room as you're trying to sleep with a rousing group of Highlanders flipping your bed. Wait, that doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun. That's not the energy of this tea at all. Wait a minute, let me just think. Okay, picture the Highlanders look like Sam Hugan from Outlander. That doesn't work either because I would not want to get out of bed. Uh, okay, let's see how we can picture this. Okay, so Sam Hugan is waiting for his Sassanac in the other room and he's making breakfast, which means you really want to get up and go see that. And he's wearing a kilt. And then he leans over and he looks at you with that smile. Ooh, that's perfect. Yes. Whew. Now, if you watch Outlander, he'll understand why it's taking a little bit to get through this. Sam Hugan is somebody I would definitely rush out of bed to go see. Absolutely. Wow. And happily be up the rest of the day if that's what I had to look at, which is exactly what Scottish breakfast does. So what does it mean to be a breakfast tea? It means it's crafted with very strong black teas and very strong meaning very high in caffeine. This is not the kind of tea that you wanna be sipping on at four o'clock in the afternoon. This tea is kind of a five hour energy shot that only gets stronger the more you brew it. So if you make a pot and drink that, you can use the same leaves. They call it doing a second flush or a second wash. You can actually brew this up to four times before the leaves get really weird tasting. Now, if you're in Scotland, and you ask for Scottish breakfast tea, beware, because Scotland has soft water. And that's why they made this tea so strong, because it seemed to dilute the English breakfast and the Irish breakfast. They needed something that had a little bit more of a kick to it. So what you're gonna actually get over in Scotland is something way stronger than what you could ever even imagine. It's already the boldest of all the breakfast teas. If you ever heard the saying, this will put a little hair on your chest, this tea will definitely do it. Scottish breakfast is a blend of Ceylon, China black tea called Hong Cha, Assam, Kenyan black, and Indonesian black teas. So you've got not really the four horsemen of teas, because that's a totally different tea that we will get to later, but this is really strong. 
And when you look at it, you can just tell the depth and the darkness of the leaves itself, the way they fermented the leaves are darker than any tea you'll ever experience. Now, most of us are fairly familiar with English breakfast tea, but you're not really sure what to expect. I mean, you think about breakfast, I'm like, okay, so is there fruit in it? No. Is there something sweet in it? Nope you have to sweeten it yourself. So what exactly makes it a breakfast tea? Well, like I said, some really strong teas that are blended that you are supposed to drink in the morning and most of the time in Great Britain, they add milk to it. I haven't really worked my way up to that yet and I really don't sweeten my teas either. So we'll work on that. The funny part of breakfast teas is they were all crafted by a Scottish tea maker and he made the first ones back in 1892. Queen Anne may have popularized drinking tea at breakfast in the 1700s, but it wasn't until Queen Victoria that true breakfast teas were born. She originally called it an English breakfast blend, but when they tried it in Scotland, of course, because of the soft water, it seemed kind of weak. So they made it stronger. And it almost has a little bit of a smoky flavor to it. And the air takes a slight chill and you can smell the highlands. It's very much a tea experience with Scottish breakfast. But I try to pick teas that all have that experience feeling to them. Now, if you haven't guessed already, I am not a coffee drinker. I'm really, really picky when it comes to coffee. So far in my 40 years, there's only been one person who's ever made coffee the way I like, and that's Ken at Good Beans Cafe. If you're ever in the Flint area and this pandemic is over and Good Beans is open, please go see Ken at Good Beans Cafe and ask for an old flannel shirt. You won't be sorry. Coffee drinkers and non-coffee drinkers alike all seem to have the same consensus that this is the best thing they've ever drank. So that's my little shout out during this particular podcast. One of the things I don't like about coffee is the aftertaste. I hate coffee breath. I hate smelling coffee breath on other people. I hate the way coffee lingers the smell of it after it's set for an hour or so, it gets that weird undertone, this weird note to it. And it just doesn't smell right to me. And instantly I'm like, oh, coffee. Where most people are like, oh, coffee. I'm like, ew, coffee. I'm also not one that actually likes the smell of coffee beans either. I'm a tea drinker. I can't help it. I mean, fresh coffee is okay smelling like before the beans have gotten ground. But like I said, the same pot turns gross kind of quick. And guess what? Tea doesn't do that especially Scottish breakfast tea. So you're getting the color of coffee, you're getting the depth of coffee, you're getting the boldness, but you're not getting a bad aftertaste or bad breath. Tea has the same many health benefits that coffee does, but you're also getting so much more. Black tea is excellent for bone health. And as we age, our bone density drops, which is one of the reasons why we seem to get shorter. Tea can help replenish that. It also strengthens teeth where coffee can stain and weaken enamel. Tea for the most part gives you an energy boost that lasts where coffee might be quick to the gate, but that crash is kind of awful and you need to get more and then you crash again, then you need to drink more, you crash again. You don't really have to worry about that because with black tea, you're getting that energy 
energy boost and it's sustaining. No crash. We like that. Tea also hydrates where coffee dehydrates. And there's that whole stick by the bathroom thing with coffee, kind of inconvenient for road trips. Tea improves mental clarity, which means you can focus and increase your mental focus while sipping. It has high levels of L-theanine and we need as much of that as we can get. Black tea also has mood boosting flavonoids that work with your body chemistry and help you improve your outlook. So it helps you think more positive. Black tea has polyphenols that help us fight disease and illness. And with us now in month eight of the pandemic and cold and flu season is running around us, we need all the help we can get boosting our immune system. Black tea actually helps you digest your food so that you aren't hitting the Rolaids so much and makes it easier for food as it sets on your stomach. And we haven't even discussed the heart health benefits. Three cups of black tea per day for 12 weeks has proven to have a 36% decrease in triglycerides, a 17% decrease in LDL, HDL cholesterol, and people who drink tea have seen an 18% decrease in blood sugar levels. But you have to make it a daily habit. Like I said, this is over 12 weeks. This is something that becomes a lifelong habit. And the change happens gradually over time, but you start to see that things are feeling better, that you're feeling better, and the world is feeling better around you. Tea does all of those things. So isn't it worth the investment of time it would take to drink tea? You are your biggest investment. So let's give tea a chance. Not to sound like, you know, an old 80s hair dye commercial, but you're worth it. So Scottish breakfast tea is blended with our Samhain blend. And when I was looking for the best base for our Samhain blend, this seemed like a no-brainer. You know, Samhain is a Gaelic festival honoring the dark half of the year, celebrating our blessed dead as they come for a nice visit. In our Samhain blend, there's chrysanthemum, which is not only used for spiritual protection, but it quells arguments. We're in a Mars retrograde right now with a Mercury retrograde great. We need this. Chrysanthemum is also a mood lifter and it reduces inflammation and it calms the nerves. Again, we need these things right now. And if the weather changes give you fibro flares and rheumatism, you might want to try some chrysanthemum tea by itself it could take the edge off. Chrysanthemum tea is very popular in China as a summer beverage. It gets the name from the Greek words gold flower. You can also use chrysanthemum to treat angina as well as high blood pressure. So it increases blood flow to the heart. Paired with Scottish breakfast, if you're prone to palpitations and caffeine sensitivity, you may want to avoid the leaded version, but try the herbal blend. Another somewhat eek, Thing about chrysanthemum, you may want to check your blood sugar before drinking anything with chrysanthemum in it because it can make you more insulin sensitive. So just, you know, a little caution to talk about when it comes to chrysanthemum. There's not a lot of chrysanthemum in this tea, but chrysanthemum is in here and you have the Scottish breakfast, which means everything's going to speed to everywhere it needs to go because tea is like that. And just, you know, something to keep in mind. Now in our Samhain blend, is also rosemary. Notably, rosemary is left on the graves in Salem of those wrongfully tried and executed during the Salem witch trials. Rosemary is actually a member of the mint family, but there's some theory that rosemary is a sage and not a mint. There was an article floating around from the UK about this time last year saying that rosemary's Latin name was changing and that it was a salvia and not an officinalis. I'm still on the fence about that one. 
Now, rosemary has a lot of great properties. It's good for improving concentration, it's a digestive aid, and it helps reduce brain aging. We saw a resurgence in the 1900s of rosemary being used to cleanse a sick space. This would be left by a person's sick bed and burned to help rid the air of sickness. They would leave rosemary plants by someone's bed. They would anoint people with rosemary oil or they were giving like rosemary tinctures. Rosemary is a rich source of antioxidants and anti-inflammatories. It's highly protective, it's great for love spells, and it makes a beautiful wreath for your hair if you're doing a Samhain hand fasting. Calendula is also in our Samhain blend and it makes a wonderful appearance and adds some orange to the tea. Now, calendula is a sunny little flower that's sacred for de los muertos ofrendas. It guides the ancestors back with ease. And calendula is also a poison antidote, and it's a healer of wounds. It has a very sweet fragrance when it's dyed, and the tea embodies that sweetness. Just a note though, all my teas are unsweetened. Why? Because you have your own palate, I have my own palate, and far be it for me to guess how much sweetness you like. So we leave that up to you. Just don't add any sugar or any kind of sweetener. Also, everyone has their own sweetener that they're partial to. Some like stevia, some like monk fruit, some don't mind the sugar, some want to add some brown sugar. So I leave that up to you so that you can try and use your favorite sweetener with this. And I do that with all my teas. I come from a family of diabetics and I want to be sensitive and mindful of that for people. And I would not want to send anyone into a insulin shock or cause any kind of a problem for anyone. So yes, all the teas that we make for Witch's Tea Flint are unsweetened. The last of the herbs of our Samhain blend are Blessed Thistle and Dittany of Crete with a hint of nutmeg, cinnamon, ginger, and allspice also known as pumpkin spice. You know I was gonna find some way to throw pumpkin spice in here. You had to know this by now. Look, all I want is for you to be healthy, wealthy, prosperous, and protected. And pumpkin spice does all that. Embrace the pumpkin spice, and soon you'll want to gobble all things pumpkin. I mean, in all honesty, I did try adding some dehydrated pumpkin to this tea, but the water turned cloudy and looked kind of gross, and the flavor was the oddest thing I'd ever tasted in my life. So we ended up not doing the dehydrated pumpkin and added pumpkin spice instead. It seems like a safer bet, don't you think? So let's go back to Blessed Thistle. Blessed Thistle is good for protection, purification, hex breaking, and it's plentiful in Scotland. So yeah, kind of a perfect energy match there. Blessed Thistle has high levels of B complex. So we're talking like B1, B6, B12, all of those Bs are in there. It has a high level of calcium, iron, and manganese. Nursing mothers use this to amplify their milk supply. It's wonderful for nursing mothers. Now finally, Dittany of Crete. And Dittany of Crete, I seem to use a lot during this whole witching season. It's a Greek herb similar to oregano, has fuzzy leaves and stems. It's another one that's good for love workings and protection, but it is a hard one to come by because you have to climb into really dangerous places to get it. It takes a very passionate person to go the lengths it takes to get it, which is why I only use this stuff like once a year in two of our blends. Dittany of Crete is just that special. Our witching season blend 
blend with the Scottish breakfast base is available on our website at witchesteaflint.com. If you're interested in the herbal blend, let me know. I can list that one also. Are there teas that you're interested in magically diving into? Let me know. Send a message to witchesteaflint at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, feel free to drop a line. On behalf of our astrologer, Leanne, and myself, thank you for listening. Be sure to catch another Spilling the Tea every Saturday. Leanne has her astrocasts on our Facebook page on Sundays, and we add a new magical musing every Tuesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, be magical, and don't forget to grab your witching season tea or any one of our others that are listed on our website at witchesteaflint.com.